Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit livexlive.com or search livexlive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by the, I don't know, bi-monthly. I forget. Is that twice a month or is that every other month? I don't know. It's not even that. I shouldn't even mention it. It's presented by the like quarterly at this point email newsletter I send out. Basically, at this point, when something happens in the NFL, that reminds me of a story that I want to tell you guys. They don't have a chance to stay here on the podcast. So if you can, please go to RossTucker.com, scroll down the homepage, throw your email address in, because I got a new one I'll be sending out soon. RossTucker.com, sign up to get our not even monthly, not even every two months email newsletter it is a new week everybody which means we will have a new spread the word winner and a new sponsor confirmation email winner so at ross tucker nfl at rtf podcast on the twitter machine the instagram machine facebook.com slash ross tucker nfl if you would please like and retweet and love and everything Really helps us with the engagement, the algorithm for those different social media platforms. And you can win a little something-something at the end of the week. By the way, we also have a sponsor confirmation email winner this week. Totally clean slate. Take advantage of any of our sponsors. Email it to me, ross at rostucker.com, and let me know what your question is. And then you might be the sponsor confirmation email winner as well. My daughter Helen and I took care of all of the backlog of autographs over the weekend. So there's like 16, 17 of you that I owed press passes to and pictures and cards. We got them all done over the weekend. So should be coming to you momentarily. Hopefully you enjoy those. Shout out goes to Jen Gallo. She is today's patron shout out, patreon.com slash rt media how about today the schedule comes out thursday night 
We have Co-Sells Concepts Friday morning, which everybody loved. They already have a great idea for this Friday. How about defending the RPO? We looked at it from the offense. How about defending the RPO from the defensive perspective? And then Monday, after the schedule's released, how about the best NFL schedule analyst in the galaxy? His name is Warren Sharp. You can check him out on Twitter, at Sharp Football, at Sharp Football Analysis. He is today's Big Show. The Big Show. Well, like I said earlier, when you're going to analyze the schedule, you bring on the best schedule analyst in the galaxy. My buddy, Warren Sharp, he's everywhere these days, and rightfully so. And Warren, some of these questions... We hit on last year or in prior years. Some of them are obviously different this year. I don't even want to get into the best way to determine the strength of schedule. I feel like we've done that the last couple years. But it's insane to me how many people are still going by 2019 record. I mean... Warren, you've been doing this for years now. I've been having you on for a couple of years. How are they still not getting this, that you need to go by 2020 season win total numbers? I think, as you know, with a lot of things in the NFL, old habits die hard. And, you know, the, the prior way of doing things and the simplest way of doing things sometimes is, is the way that it's accepted. You know, people try not to overthink themselves. They don't like to test new things. And, we're still learning to embrace sports betting. Uh, we're getting a lot better at that, but the NFL in particular is still learning. So it doesn't shock me that a lot of the mainstream media outlets, you know, NFL Network, ESPN, when they're having their draft show, isn't talking about the Las Vegas win totals. But they certainly, what they should be doing, to be honest, Ross, is if they don't want to incorporate sports gambling into that show directly, they need to at least do power ratings themselves for the 2020 teams. Uh, but they should not be looking at 2019 uh, wins and actual wins and losses and using that. You know, that's interesting, Warren. You might be right. Maybe it's still just them being averse to even bringing in win totals or even talking about anything that's betting related. Maybe that's, I always just thought that they were that clueless, but maybe it's, maybe it's purposeful and they just don't want to go there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think once we get into, once we embrace sports betting, right. And you actually have a sports book, that's the official sponsor and they're, I'm sure that they'll be pumping in, the forecasted lines for weeks one to 17 for this team, and they're going to be pumping in the projected win totals and things of that nature. Um, you're going to have that be more incorporated into the show itself, but certainly we're not anywhere close to that right now. Okay. So this is a, a, something that you and I discuss every year. I think it's really interesting. And I've tweeted this before at Ross Tucker NFL, but as a player warned, when the schedule comes out, for my seven years, I would look at it to see when the bye week was. Then I would see who we played week one, and I would look for any 8 o'clock game just to see how many primetime games we had. And that was it. I mean, it, it took all of about 30 seconds. And I think probably that maybe that's just the mindset that a player has to have, right, is kind of one game at a time, you're going to play who you're going to play. There's nothing you can do about it, et cetera. 
I don't ever remember a player or a coach for that matter, but certainly a player complaining about the schedule, the strength of schedule, any of that stuff when it comes out, probably because they know it's pointless. You're going to play them anyway. You might as well just go play them. But I never really remember even looking at a schedule thing. It's a hard schedule. It's an easy schedule. I, I never even looked at it that way. I do want to get your thoughts, though, on how important – the schedule is in general. So I'm not getting into the timing yet of three straight road games or anything like that. I'm just talking about these are your 16 opponents. You're the NFC East, and you're going to play this year the AFC North and the NFC West. What do we know? How do we quantify how important that is, how much of a difference it really makes? Well, in, ter- in terms of quantifying it, uh, it's, it's hard to pull that aside and say this is the only element and w- let's, let's quantify that. But what I can tell you is when you actually look at a team in the rearview mirror and you look at what their prior season was, like their 2019 season, you go back, we're sitting here right now, and you're looking at that season and how it unfolded and how well they did or didn't do, um, a lot of it does end up being a result of – their schedule and some of it we are able to predict like I went back and looked at the teams that I predicted to have the five easiest schedules in the NFL prior to last season and three out of the five did end up having the five easiest schedules uh it's top ranked one to five in the five easy schedules and one of the other teams ranked number seven as the number seventh easiest schedule so we were pretty good at being able to forecast these teams are going to have relatively easy schedules um, and it wasn't quite as strong on the harder schedules, but we were able to predict two of those teams. But I think the element here uh, that's important to share is we talk so much in college football about strength of schedule, right? We look so much at strength of victory, strength of schedule, all those different indicators because we do actual rankings in college football. And we're trying to, at the end of the season, determine what are the four best teams that are going to make the playoffs and why are these four teams most uh, worthy of making the postseason? And we're looking at those types of elements for college, but for the NFL, it's just a win and you're in type process. Like if you get the certain uh, criteria and you're the top seven this year, you're going to be in the postseason. We don't actually look at like trying to value the merits of why you should be making it. We just, you know, there's a formula criteria and, and if you have more wins than the other teams and you beat them in these tiebreakers, you're in. So we don't debate or argue strength of schedule in the NFL. But the reality is it's just as important in the NFL as it is in college football, except it's just never talked about. In the NFL, there's absolutely no way that teams are going to play a level playing field of caliber of opponents across the season. You play, I mean, it's set up so that if you were the number one team in your division, you're going to play the number one team in the other three divisions in your conference. And you're also going to play then like a variety of two other divisions in other, well, one's in your conference, one's in another conference. That's predetermined years in advance. And those divisions might be hard or easy and, Certainly, they're not going to be the same as what other teams in other divisions are playing. So uh, there's just such a wide disparity in terms of strength of schedule. It is a massive element towards the ability to win games and have good seasons. 
And it's just never discussed in the NFL, whereas in college, that's one of the major things that we're talking about by the end of the season. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, and we know that division opponents all play the same teams with the exception of two games because they all play one of the, the divisions in their own conference and then they have – the other two crossover games are against the first place teams. How much of a difference does this that make, Warren? How much of a difference is just those those two games when people talk about the first place schedule versus the last place schedule? Um, just the two games. Uh, you know, look, we know that teams in general fall like the the way that it's dispersed fall within a couple games of eight and eight to begin with right i mean you're going to have a few teams that are just absolutely horrible maybe a couple teams that are absolutely great but so many teams are between 10 and 6 and 6 and 10 um and there's two games right there that are de- you know deciding that from from an eight and eight record so um it's certainly not probably going to be the difference between a team going six and ten and ten and six uh is just a couple of a couple of opponents but the reality is um, that the margins are slim for making the postseason. And so I think that's the, at the end of the day, what we want to focus on is it's every little edge and every little benefit you can get is important or is useful and could be the difference between you making or missing the postseason. And so having that schedule that allows you to play, even, you know, generally speaking, if you're a fourth place team, although it happens sometimes going from fourth to first isn't a piece of cake in the NFL. It's easier to happen when you had an injury to your quarterback last year and you get him back this year. You know, that's a little bit easier. Sometimes that happens, but most of the time it's hard to just go from fourth to first. But we're talking about a team that's, you know, a team that finished first last year versus a team that finished second or third. And those couple of opponents that you're going to play could be the difference in that second or third place team making that jump above the first place team from last year and finishing first this year. What about schedule timing, right? So, okay, we've talked about who your opponents are. What about when you play them? What about, you know, three road games in a row? What about everything that essentially came out on Thursday night? Because we already knew who they were going to play. So what about the stuff that came out on Thursday night? How important is that stuff? Right. Well, that's that becomes the real uh, heart and soul of how we're looking at things. And I think this season is all the difference in the world uh, compared to prior years because of the way that this offseason is unfolding. So if we just want to take uh, zoom up and take a really big picture approach at this thing, one of the interesting elements of this season, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, Ross, but from a couple of coaches I've talked to and some of the things that I've seen printed, uh, a lot of time of the year, coaches right now, when they're having their, their off-season camps before they get into training camp, they're working a lot on their pass game. They're working on some of the timing and incorporating some of the pieces and developing the pass game. And they work a little bit more on the run game closer to the season when you can actually do some more live hitting and you're wearing some pads and practices and that sort of thing. Um, is, was that the case at all for you? Did you see that develop? Uh, you know, I know the CBA has developed over time and things have changed a little bit, but did they work a little bit more on the pass game closer towards the the spring and, and early summer and then a little bit more on the run game as it got closer to the start of the season? Yeah, without question, they spent more time in the spring on the passing game because you didn't have 
helmet and shoulder pad. I mean, you had helmet on, but you didn't have shoulder pads on and full pads. So it just made more sense to work on pass blocking and pass routes. Because it was basically seven on seven with the O-line, D-line, being able to do some hand stuff with pass protection. Because running the football without pads on is just galactically stupid. So there's no question they would work more on the passing game in the spring and more on the running game once training camp starts. Right. So given that and given the fact that we can't actually be together right now and teams can't work out in person together, um, it's the, the potential is there for the passing game to be a little bit behind where it is normally, whereas the run game may not be quite as behind once we actually can get together and, and do some things in person. And as a result, one of the things that I think is interesting to note are the teams that are going to face difficult run schedules to start the season or easy run schedules to start the season. Because teams that are going to play easier opponents of run defenses to start the season, you know, that could play into what they have to do a little bit more of, right? If the passing games are not, and this is a lot of speculation and we're only here and it's early May, but when we get to the start of the season, if if the passing game is not where it needs to be, then a little bit more emphasis could naturally come on running the football. And so if you look at the teams that have easier schedules of opposing rushing defenses to start the year, I think that's important. And like where like a specific team where this falls in really nicely is the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens play the number one easiest schedule of opposing run defenses to start the year. Over the first five weeks, they play five teams that ranked bottom 10 in run defense last year. And we already know that Baltimore wants to run the football. They like to run the football. They like to use that to help set up some of their play action passing. So that's just a massive edge for a team like the Ravens that they're going to be able to face some easier run offenses run defenses rather whereas a team like the denver broncos for example who you know probably wants to try to run they've got a new quarterback drew Locke, who's going to be making his first uh, full season of starting in this attack they play four defenses sorry they play five defenses that ranked top 10 to start the season for them so the exact opposite of baltimore playing five defenses that rank bottom 10 in run defense here these guys denver is playing five defenses that rank top 10, including three that rank top five in run defense. That's who they start the season with. So they might not be able to get a, get off quite as quickly, have as much success running the ball. They may have to rely a little bit more on passing. And if that passing attack is not quite as cohesive and they are implementing some new pieces and guys they drafted and it's harder to work in rookies this time, this season compared to others, that could be a big detriment that I don't know if enough people are thinking about, even though it's still early May, but that is a factor. But to answer your bigger question, yes, absolutely. When you play these guys, do you have to, for example, you have to go out West and you're playing the San Francisco 49ers. Are you a team that gets to play the 49ers at uh, 4 p.m. East Coast start? Or do you have to play them in prime time? And God forbid, do you have to play them on Thursday night in prime time out in San Francisco? And are you an East Coast-based team? Because those factors are massive, and there is a team that has to go out to San Francisco and play on a Thursday night in prime time. And, I mean, we could talk about it now. We could talk about it later. But there's a massive uh, element called uh, the circadian biorhythm that impacts your ability to perform if you're an East Coast team and your body clock's East Coast. 
playing out west in prime time, it's a big factor. Well, I want to dive into that with you, Warren, in part two. Part one today is sort of just going over the big picture. Part two, we're going to dive into specific teams. The biggest disparity from last year's schedule to this year's schedule among teams. We'll also take a look at the teams that benefited the most this year, teams that are hurt the most this year by other analytically driven edges and disadvantages that Warren is on top of. That'll all be in next Monday's Ross Tucker Football Podcast with part two of Warren. I like to do the overall schedule stuff with Warren, especially this year. And then next week we'll be talking about your team if they fit any of that criteria. So the cool thing about Warren is he's not just an unbelievable schedule analyst. He knows about betting. He knows about placing some wagers, which you know about too because of bet online. And I know right now you're like, what am I going to bet on? Well, first of all, there's about a million NFL things you can bet on right now. Second of all, Bet Online has like an online casino, poker, blackjack, the whole deal. You guys want to do it? You got it. BetOnline.ag. Plus, they have an awesome sign-up bonus deal right now. If you use the promo code PODCAST1, you get a 100% welcome bonus when you bet on stuff. So pretty cool. BetOnline.ag, promo code PODCAST1. Well, let's start today, Ross, with some quarterback news. The Jaguars signed Mike Glennon, Joe Flacco had neck surgery, and Phillip Rivers has a high school coaching job lined up for whenever he retires from playing. So for the Jags bringing in Mike Glennon, they they really, you can either say they're showing a lot of faith in Gardner Minshew, or you can say they're not really trying to win this year. Because if winning this year was important, they would have found a way to bring in Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton or Cam Newton. Even if they want to give Minshew first dibs and give Minshew, heck, a long leash, four games, six games, having Mike Glennon as his backup is trying to win malpractice. It just is. I mean, there's no way around it. Flacco's neck surgery, you know, I always wonder, a guy like Flacco that's made as much money as he has, you start to have a neck surgery. Are you sure you want to come back? Now, you know, Flacco is probably at the backup stage of his career. So maybe he'll hold a clipboard for three or four million bucks and he'd be happy. Look, it's not bad work if you can find it. But I guess I just think I wouldn't want to take the chance of messing up my neck even worse. It's your neck, dude. Like your neck. And Rivers, he joins uh, Drew Brees. Already having his next gig lined up. Good for him, I guess. I I guess it just makes... Like, how would you like to be the high school coach at that school right now? Like, come on, man. The biggest football move since Friday morning was the Saints cutting starting right guard Larry Warford in a move that's going to save the team over $7 million of cap space this season. So, I get it, Bri. I get it. Like, I, I, I understand the cap is important. I understand you want to save space, but I don't believe that they are a better football team today than they were Friday morning before they cut Larry. I don't think whether they put Eric McCoy or 
Cesar Ruiz at right guard. I don't think they'll play as well as Larry Warford does. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. We'll see. It's also a lot of uh, inexperience now, a lot of young guys in the interior there. And Andrus Pete has an injury history. Should be very, very interesting. And finally, the commissioner of the CFL said recently that the season being canceled is the, quote, most likely scenario. Don't really like that. Not, not, not thrilled to hear that. Um, although they typically start their season, I think, like now or certainly in June or July um, at the latest, whereas the NFL doesn't start till September. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci, had a lot of comments in Peter King's Monday morning quarterback about it. There are a lot of factors in play uh, for you know playing football. I guess the fact that the Bundesliga in Germany is playing you know here starting on the 16th in five days, that seems like that'd be a pretty good test case. Now I know different countries are different, different sports are different, but it still seems like it's a pretty good test case to see how things go with the Bundesliga. I just like saying Bundesliga. Bro, I say Bundesliga. 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 Like, I, I look, I'm not a big soccer guy, but if I did watch soccer, it would be the Bundesliga. Sounds awesome. Anyway, I digress. So I feel like a lot of these questions will somewhat be answered in Germany over the course of the next month. Like, how's it go? Do guys get, like, how do they do the testing? How often do guys get it? They're doing it in South Korea, too. So, I mean, there's other places where they're showing that they can play sports right now. I'd like to think in three months they can do it in the United States. But, again, we'll just have to see. Uh, Shout out, by the way, to the College Draft podcast today. We went over the AFC West. So, if you're a fan of Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, you must Listen to today's College Draft Podcast to hear us break down every draft pick your team made, every draft pick in your division. And really, if you're just a diehard football head, you should listen to the College Draft either today or tomorrow. I think I said listen. Listen. You should listen. Let's get to an email, Brian. Get me out of here. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address is ross at rostucker.com. Serves a couple purposes. When you take advantage of a sponsor and you'd like to ask a question or maybe win the sponsor confirmation email winner, you send it to me, ross at rostucker.com. Or if you'd like to go against Joe Dolan and myself in the May Best Ball 10 draft, go ahead, sign up at fantasypoints.com. Using the code FEAST, all caps, or take advantage of any of our sponsors on the sponsor page at RossTucker.com. And I'm going to pick 10 of yous, 10 of yous for, uh, for the best ball draft to get smoked by me and Judo. And I love best ball drafts. What do you got, Brian? All right. Hey, Ross. I took advantage of another sponsor confirmation using your promo code uh, football from 1-800-Flowers.com. It was my 14th wedding anniversary. 
And uh, I don't need anything per se, just enjoying your awesome content. Uh, I do have another question for you, though. Back in the early 90s, I played left guard and nose guard for my high school team. I started, I played hard and mean, but didn't have the size to play at a higher level. My question for you is this. Our basic run blocking scheme was GOL, gap on linebacker, meaning on any base running play, our primary responsibility was blocking our inside gap. And then anyone lined up directly on us, and if not either are present, they find a linebacker. Can you translate this to a modern blocking scheme? Is this more akin to a zone blocking scheme or something else? Thanks as always for the great content. This is from Ben Mullins. Ben, that's funny about your 14th wedding anniversary. Uh, we are 10 days away from my 15th wedding anniversary. Man, makes me feel old. 15 years been married, um, but that's 10 days from now. We will watch the wedding video in its entirety with my daughters because that's what we do. And so looking forward to that in 10 days. Uh, ben, that is a gap scheme. And the way you know that is gap on linebacker. So you were responsible primarily for your inside gap. And if the guy was on you, then linebacker. So that is a gap scheme. Pretty easy. There's really gap schemes, man schemes, and zone schemes. Um, I would say that that's a gap scheme because your priority was your inside gap. I don't know. I guess people could make the argument that that was a man scheme. Um, But, yes, it's definitely not a zone scheme. Definitely not. Zone scheme, you're working in concert with the guy next to you one direction or the other. That was not necessarily the case for you. So, um, you know what? I'd say maybe it was a man scheme because if it was a gap scheme, you'd probably go to your inside gap no matter what. Or you would drive the guy that was head on you, you know, looking at a linebacker in your inside gap. So I'd say probably actually was a man scheme, Ben, the more I think about it. Like it, though. Love that you play guard and nose guard. Played hard and mean. That's what it's all about, dude. That's what it's all about. Shout outs today. White Label Group, Pizza Boy Brewing, NFLCliches.com, DynastyFreaks.com. You too can get a shout out if you become an I Think We're Done Here member of Patreon.com slash RT Media. Wednesday, we've got Andrew. We've also got the Even Money Podcast. And I already told you about the College Draft Podcast. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. 
Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM.